Welcome to Teaching, Reading, and Writing, the official podcast of the Literacy Research Center and Clinic at the University of Wyoming. Connecting, supporting, and expanding literacy instruction within Wyoming and around the world. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. I'm Lee Hall with the Literacy Research uh, Clinic and Center at the University of Wyoming. And I'm really excited today to welcome Cami Kostriva. Cami, welcome. Thank you. Cami is a high school reading interventionist in Wyoming, and she teaches uh, as part of her job. She teaches an elective class called Language Arts Lab. And this class is intended for students who've got academic reading difficulties. And she's gonna be talking to us today, giving us some information about that class, but really focusing in on creating age appropriate, but high interest lessons for struggling readers. So uh, Cami, I'm really excited to to hear about this. Maybe start off, um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, this is my 10th year teaching in education. Um, I've had, my background is in secondary language arts. I have taught seventh through 12th grade language arts for six years before um, moving to Lander, Wyoming at um, Lander Valley High School. This is my fourth year as the reading interventionist. And so it was a little bit of a learning curve um, and a a change of pace moving from the language arts classroom into focusing on um, teaching reading and the fundamentals of that at, at the high school level but it's been really great so far. And I've been excited about what we've been able to do. Yeah, I'm really interested in in hearing more about this class um, because it is geared towards students who've got academic reading difficulties. Can you talk a little bit about what what these classes look like and the the kinds of things that students learn in these classes or maybe even the kinds of students, right? The kinds of difficulties that they have with reading that you're working to address in these classes. Yeah, absolutely. when we set these classes up, we really wanted the students, um, we knew it would be important for them to want to be in the class. And when you're a struggling reader, that's not usually something that you want to do. So um, we set the class up where it is an elective credit, excuse me, credit, and um, they have the choice to take the class. I make recommendations based off of um, teacher input and what we're seeing seeing with our assessments. but then the kids and their parents get to choose. And really what I work with is first contacting the the student and talking to them and seeing where they're at with their learning and how interested they are in getting support for the class. And that's usually about 50-50. Sometimes kids are very resistant and sometimes they're like, yes, please, please help me. Um, They're not usually students that are on IEPs. So these are kids that are kind of right in between. Um, that just need a little extra support, um, whether that's in maybe a lot of extra support, maybe they're still struggling with decoding. For some reason along the way, they still have holes when it comes to breaking words apart, or maybe it's in comprehension, or um, maybe it's just in the strategies that they're using to analyze the text. So the range of students that I'm working with is pretty broad. It could be ninth through 12th. Um, when students are resistant, you know, I talk to them about um, what what we do in the class. Um, they see me in their regular language arts classes because I do some co-teaching there, so they're familiar with who I am. I talk to their parents and say, hey, this is what I have to offer your, your child. Um, maybe we could try it out for a semester and see where this goes. 
Um, so, so far that that's been really great. I haven't had many kids say, nope, I don't want that. And when we do, I just try to help them in their regular classes. So really it's about like, in terms of how you get the kids into these classes, right? You're doing a lot of reaching out to them. It sounds like, is that, is that correct? Oh yes. All of this, I've noticed um, most of the success that we've had is because of the relationships that I've been building with the kids and that the teachers have and that I've been building with their parents at home. Um, so it's definitely been a team effort. And um, it's when I get that relationship that I get more of the buy-in. Is there ever, because I'm sure that like other kids are aware of this class, even if you haven't reached out to them, right? Because kids talk and they, and they know what's what. Have you ever, do you have kids that approach you and say, I really need help. I really need to be in here doing this work. Yeah, actually I have. And when that happens, um, I, you know, talk to them. I talk to their parents. I take a look at their history and, and um, their reading assessments, talk to their teachers. Um, but when the kids are reaching out, I, I usually... I work hard to give them that support if I can. And if not in the classroom, then we also have other times during the day, like we call it student responsibility block where I can work with them during those times as well. So one of the things that was really interesting, I thought about what, when we were talking before we started recording that you said you do in this class is that you, when you're designing lessons, you pull in text of interest and I'm guessing, and I definitely want you to talk about this because I think people are going to find it really interesting and helpful, right? I'm guessing you design lessons around the different skills and strategies, whatever they need help with. And then eventually you make this connection to academic texts with the idea being that then they're going to go into, they're then going to go into their academic classes and be able to transfer these skills. So can you talk a little bit about what this process looks like? And then I don't know if you're able to or not, or do you, if you, if you can, how well the, the students are able to make that transfer. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for instance, if I, if I have a class where we're focusing on decoding and we're still breaking words apart, it's really important that they get explicit systematic instruction on how to do that. But then it's just as important for the purpose of, yes, um, the relationship piece too and that buy-in for the students that I take a text that they're interested in and we apply that lesson, whatever it is, to that text of interest, and then um, move beyond that for transference so that they're seeing how, okay, I can, first of all, I know the skill, I can practice and use it on things that I'm interested in personally, but this is what it looks like in my other classroom. So I'll take a text from language arts, from science, from social studies, where we also get to practice that. And what's been really cool about that then is then I'm hearing back from their teachers saying, oh, hey, Cammy, um, so-and-so was in class today. And when they came across this word, they broke it apart and said, well, oh, I know this prefix means this thing. Or when they were sounding this word out, they were able to chunk the word um, to make it more accessible to them so they could break that word apart and sound that word out. So that's been really exciting. That, I mean, that's just really cool because I know, right? Like that making transfer that's something that that struggling readers struggle with. They have a really hard time with it, even if they know it really well and can do it in your setting. So that's really cool that you're starting to get, you know, some reports back from teachers that are showing that they that these kids are, are being able to do that, that they're that they're showing that they can. It is really cool. It's like a snowball effect, too, yeah. right? Because then their own confidence grows. And as their confidence grows, then they they make more positive risks. They're trying this out. They're more um 
they're, they're more comfortable making these risks and saying, oh, I know the answer for this. I can do this. I can read this out loud. Um, here's something that I can try. And so that's been really exciting um, and trying to help them envision themselves as a reader, as a student, as a, you know, someone who can take a scientific text and break that apart. Um, so that, that's been great. So I really like this idea, right? And helping them envision themselves as readers, because in my experience, when you get adolescents who haven't had good experiences with reading, you know, and it typically starts at a very young age and then it snowballs in a bad way, not snowballs in the good way that you're experiencing, right? By the time they get to you, they don't necessarily see themselves as readers. So what kinds of things would you do you do that sort of helps to turn that around and helps them start to really see themselves as readers? Yeah, that was one thing, you know, when I started in this position that I really struggled with. I thought, okay, here's a group of kids. A lot of them have already had reading intervention throughout their education and they don't like reading and this is not what they want to do. Um, and they don't want others to see mm -hmm. that they struggle with reading too. And so um, when we come into the classroom, really, again, it's, it's getting that relationship and you have to know your students. I have a group of students where it's okay if I ask them to um, sound, out, sound out words and make a goofy movement when we make, out, when we make this word. And this is like juniors and seniors sometimes, right? Um, and then I have other classes where I have juniors and seniors and they don't, they're not going to do that. And I just have to get to know them. It takes time. Um, but once they see that my goals are the same as theirs, I want them to be as successful in their own things. And this is how these things can connect um, what we're teaching, what we're learning with their personal goals. That really helps. Some ways that I try to do that is by um, getting in, them involved and in helping make the instructional decision, decisions as much as I can. You know, even um, when we're doing our progress monitoring, which is very important because then they can see, okay, the routines, the things that we're doing each day, here's the growth that I'm making. Even if I don't see it myself, we can see it in paper, right, right here. So what type of progress monitors we're using, if I have multiple progress monitors available for maybe reading comprehension, then letting the student have some choice in that showing them what their scores mean, making them aware of that and having them track it themselves, then reflect on that. What are you doing well and what's my plan to move forward? And then I'm trying to facilitate that and help them. So getting those texts of interest is really big in that and giving them choice in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has just been so, so inspiring to hear. And it's really great to hear about how you're empowering your students like it's not just about teaching them skills, right? It's about having them take charge of who they want to be um, and empowering them to be the kinds of readers that they want to be. Exactly. And I think that's kind of what some uh, programs, you know, there are a lot of great, great resources out there, but I think that's what's lacking is that um, a teacher, somebody in there to get that buy-in, build their confidence before really going into the skills. It's almost, in my mind, more important because then they're more open to learning these things. Um, so it's, it's been working out really well and I'm excited to continue to learn and work with my kiddos. So, Well, Cami, thank you so much for being on today. It was really, really wonderful to hear about the success that you're having working with students that need additional help in reading. And we are definitely going to look forward to having you back on again to share more of these practices and how they're helping your students. So thank you. Thank you. It was great being here. 
All right. Thank you all for tuning in today. And don't forget to come back next week for our next episode.